You're listening to It's On Us Podcast. Please remember to subscribe to wherever you get your podcast and enjoy the episode. Steve Carr. Steve Carr. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, shit. Wait, I thought it was Austin Carr. Yeah. Austin Carr? Oh, Austin yeah. Carr, man. Caught himself a bird. Wasn't he an actual Cavalier, too? He I was. Yeah, he was. I wonder if he used to say that to himself. I got a bird. <laughs> His commentating, bro. I can't really, like, handle, like, when he commentates the game. So animated. That's great. Definitely. Shout out to the Cavs, though. All right. Shout out to the Cavs. So, hold on. Quick question before we start. Who do y'all think has the best broadcast crew in the NBA for, like, their home games? Well, I'm biased. I, I thought Fred McLeod and Austin Carr were really good. Okay. Fred McLeod, RIP. You know who they were in serious competition with just during, like, you know, the golden years for Cleveland and Golden State? The Golden State crew. Because I ain't going to lie. When their dude used to do bang mm-hmm. every time Curry hit a that's, three. That's my brain. Yeah. That's that's the ABC in general. Oh, is he ABC? Yeah, he used yeah. to do a lot. Man, his bang is infamous. I love when he do that. <laughs> Or, or the out. or the the that was way off. Like when they're when they're like down big, it's like damn, it's like defeating. Like, yeah. When you hear that shit, your team's losing. Yeah. Way for off. Sure. <laughs> for sure. Nice try, Bucko. You were trying to like coach them from the you're like yeah, so crazy. And they really, I think they can hear you from like if they're that close to the, to the floor. Yeah. Like I know one time I think Fred McLeod was saying something and like LeBron like looked back and like. He's like, yep, LeBron knows. He's like, shit, you know. Mm-hmm. I was just about but, to ask that, too. Like, I wonder if the players hear him talking shit. Shut your like ass up. <laughs> talking all right. Some of them probably do, but some some of them be in his own, man. Like, you don't be hearing right. shit, but, but how many, your coach or how something. How many players are like that, though? They can go into the game and just shut out the noise of, like, the man, crowd. You know, I go work out or I go do something, like, and I can't shut out, like, my furnace. For, like, I'm like I'm doing a workout. I'm like, I can't shut my furnace's noise out. Like, it's still running behind me. Like, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I just don't have that. Click, you know, like, shoot. I selective hearing. You don't have it. I don't know how they do it in Utah. Like how their playoff arena was this year. How do you tune that out, mm-hmm. or even hear the announcers? Because they was right. crazy in Utah this year. Them in Phoenix. I'll give it to them too. And the Bucks, obviously, in Game Six, they were rocking. They were. Man, they had more people outside than they did inside. Sixty K plus. That's, that's insane. Good luck, Mister Miyagi. Man, I want that fly. Wax Man, on, wax on. You ain't gonna get it, bro. John's trying to catch a fly right now. Yeah, and he's you just attack my mic. Dude. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. <laughs> no. So, Jacob, want to bring us in? Sure. Welcome back to another episode of It's On Us Podcast. It's your boy, Jacob Glizzy Diaz. To my left. He's really owning that Glizzy. He shit. does. You, he hey, likes it, That's scarlet. That's his name, bro. That's his calling. Give me a nickname. Let me run with this. You can get a hot dog tattooed on you, man. You got you. Okay. It's possible. Her, her and on day. the side of it, like pour some like uh, henny pouring out. <laughs> henny waster each day. Henny on the dog. Hey, you there you go. Sponsorships. Hey, don't tell me. No. Right, you don't introduce us, man. Keep going. I'm sorry. Bro. To my left, I got <laughs> Mr. I want to introduce him last. He got a new name today. Because oh, first of all, that's on your oh, right. No. Oh, yeah. No. To you my said, left. yeah. Then you said, I'm going to introduce him last looking at Ash. Oh, no. He, he knows why. Okay. So, to. To my left, left, I got nephew Gabe in the house today. I'm confused, man. <laughs> he just skipped John, man. John's gonna skip for right now. I mean, he's saying "tuh" instead of two, so we know he's confused today. He's doing a T-A instead oh. of a T-O. And to my yeah. left is Cliff, so you, you know, y'all know how it is. I'll take it over from now. Into Ash's or to Cliff is left. <laughs> you see, is Ash. See, y'all, y'all just grabbing the grabbing the ball, passing. That's cool though. Piece of left. Spurs everybody. movement. Yep. Spurs Dang. movement. And then I would like to introduce somebody new to the show today. Mr. Juanito Strader. Uh, uh, this ego. is his alter ego because yesterday we had our 10-year class reunion and John Juanito was in his element. Juanito. For some I was reason, in my bag. Can I make a quick comment? I feel like that intro we just did, that was like the intro to the Flint Tropics off of Semi-Pro or something. Like, that just went all bad. <laughs> 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 Starting guard. He's like laying up. He's like freaking it. Like, oh, shit. And... Juanito just came up to the table. Well, I was sitting at his table, and he just looked at me. He took the rest of my tequila and orange juice and just drank it. Because he knew you was going to finish it. He looked no, in your I eyes, and he seen a bitch. He's like, you know what? He no, I was, down in Florida. No, I was drinking it nice and cool. I was savoring it. John, was he drinking or was he sipping? He's you know, babysitting. I actually I busted in the room, and he was just sitting there, and I just grabbed it. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't <laughs> even I think he kind of asked Juan, him, like, what are you drinking? He was yeah, like, oh, bro, I'm drinking. Juanito, yeah, he Juanito. Sniffed it, drank it, walked out. How much did you have at that point? 
too much. A few. He was. <laughs> well, John, to be, to be technical, you we did start early. We yeah, started, started early. We got, what, like 4.35. So. Oh, yeah. No, it was, no, like it was even three. early. Three. Three. Yeah. three. So, it made it hit me at that time. And I guess, right. well, yeah, we was drinking <laughs> margaritas. Big-ass margaritas. Margaritas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Juanito came Where out. Where were you guys at again? Uh, Papacitos oh, on the lake, on uh, the castle. Okay. So I've never been there yet. It was nice. How many people were there? It's just like six of us. <laughs> yeah, five, six of us. Five, six of us. What's the setting? For your like class there? reunion? Like no, that was like that lunch. was like the beginning. Oh, lunch. we just did like a little lunch, to just like you know, just to kind of get familiar yeah. again. Yeah. Pre-game, pre-game, pre-game. Is the inside of that place nice? Is it like decent? Like, what does it look? That like? That was it, nice. It looks like a castle in there. Really, like the walls are like brick. Cinder, like not even like cinder block, like brick. It's, right. It's cool. Good what drinking was, prices. Like, is that like one of those low key places you get tore up at? Not too much traffic. Mm, I think our margarita was like ten bucks. Decent so, size though. Decent size. I had a big ass beer. Yeah, they were getting big ass beers. It was. Expensive. Then the the waitress came by. They we they ran out of big ass glasses, so they gave <laughs> Sean a bigger glass. Oh yeah, a they bigger like, glass. Yeah, I was like, what? What the fuck? How do you get that? Me she's, like, she's like, I'm not gonna charge you for this. We don't we don't have any left. Like we don't have any smaller glasses. When this thing was, it was like a double XL. It wasn't on the menu. Right, so it was right. Like behind the scenes, like hey. me and Bickle uh, looked at each other like we thought we got larges and. Nope, there was one more size. I was like, damn. So free, free game to everybody that eats at Papacitos. Ask right. for the double XL glass. <laughs> hey, yeah. Man, Tell them I.O. you sent you. Yep. <laughs> you in the door. There you go. So earlier today, I was having this conversation with Osh, and he does not believe anybody has been to space. Do you care to elaborate more on that? I believe that we have gone to the outer layer, but not actually like into space, Like, but not like our pursuit to like another planet or to really venture out to see what else is out there. So do you not think the International Space Station in space is real? It may be just a simulation of our own, you know, theories and ideas of maybe that's real. I mean, clearly it's a real thing, you know what I mean? But I don't know. The government lets you, like, want, believe what you want to believe. You it's, know? it's flying up there, you know, and it's probably, I wonder what layer of atmosphere it's in. Like, is it in space or is it, like, in... A sh- you know, uh, I don't know, like like one of the layers of our our atmosphere. Yeah, I don't right. know because here's why I'm kind of with Ash. I'll talk about a you know a theory later that my cousin shared with me once upon a time and it made me think real hard. But mm-hmm. why is there so many billionaires right now racing to space? It kind of reminds me when Russia and the U.S. back in the Cold War days were like I think they were just trying to fight to that first layer that we're at and established at. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason why you know Jeff Bezos wants to be the first guy you know technically the first man in space. You know that's what they're not fighting for money at this point. They want to be fighting for the history books. So mm-hmm. there's something up there to mm-hmm. be discovered and to be a uh, pursued it i think what is it what is it they're trying to be the first man on the frontier space or established frontier mm-hmm. in space it's something weird a title that they want i think that uh earth's um rectum has not fully been broken through if that's the weird to look like you know what i mean like there's a layer to get to outer space and i feel really like is. you got to keep going through so many you know layers like we're trying to get the first base still mm-hmm. trying to be known as mr intergalactic because you got to think the first person who really does establish a space frontier will get a statue that will be honored probably throughout all of our history up until it gets destroyed or you know a ca- another catastrophic accident happens to our civilization we're all wiped out but mm-hmm. that don't happen he'll have a statue forever probably right next to the statue of liberty <laughs> Miss Liberty and Mr. Intergalactic. Yeah. Why Bezos, he was saying it afterwards, he was like, Thank you to all my Amazon subscribers. You paid for this. Like, damn. I mean, with that okay. like asshole. Literally started in the garage, yeah. now he's in space on a super yacht. <laughs> all right, Jacob, what did you just pull up? So this is where the space station is above right now. It's actually right off the coast of southern Africa. South Africa. So it just hovers it's in space. our planet. Yes. Well, it, 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 it's flying. It's like yeah, going. It's, it's, it's like in an space. Earth. It's in orbit. It's, it's orbit, probably yeah. just outside of our orbit. Hmm. That's a theory. Okay. So, with that being said, weightless laboratory. Have you, if you've ever had the opportunity to go to space, who would you take? It depends on what day of the week it is. <laughs> I might be too busy to like book that day, but any other day I'm probably free. So. You mean, so if I had to take four people with me? Yeah, like four people. Past, present, dead, or alive. Mm. Mom, siblings. I'm going to take Kanye. Um, probably Charlemagne the God. 
Mm. And just like a random person, like in history. Mm. You got one more. You said Kanye, Charlemagne the God. You get four. Probably Albert Einstein. You get one more. That's you plus four people. So one more person? Yeah. It's five man crew. Mm. I don't know so many people. It's hard. That's a hard question. I got my like who do you wanna like who would you wanna take? I would take Plato, Socrates, just to hear them talk about it. And then I would take Neil deGrasse Tyson because he'd be saying some shit about space. Somebody who's into like He's in it. Yeah, he and, knows what the yeah, hell's yeah. up. Yeah. So he'd probably be my last one. Yeah. And then uh if I could bring him back because I think it would really rock his world to give him enough infinite knowledge to push us even further, Nikola Tesla. I would take those four. Nice. Socrates, Plato, Tesla, and Neil deGrasse Tyson. I feel like those four would bring us a lot further. Mm-hmm. All great thinkers and Yeah, yeah. What kind of exploration would they, would you go on though? Like is it like a just going to just going to space, or you got like a mission to space, or you going to Mars, or some Star Star Trek shit to to travel where no one's gone before. <laughs> oh, then I need my nigga Spot. He know how to talk to everybody. Yeah, exactly. You gotta get somebody that knows how to talk to him. What about you, Gabe? Who, who's your five? I mean, four. Well, I'm sorry. Well, not Spot because I never watched Star Trek, so I'd have to take him out. Um. I would say Bill Nye. I was gonna say Bill Nye, man. Because he took he took my original Damn, one. Damn, so I was gonna say Bill Nye. Yeah, that's Bill a good Nye. one. That's, that's a good, a good one. Um, I would take Bill Nye. I would try to take Einstein for sure, just because I feel like he would be one of those people that would benefit from actually knowing how shit works, giving us a lot of shit already. Mm-hmm. Um, low key Amelia Earhart. She gonna dry that baby. Because we gonna we gonna get exactly. I don't want to get hold on. Or did she get lost? Exactly. Hey, you yeah. never know. She might have went somewhere else. Never know. Mm-hmm. And then my last one, I would have to take like Dave Chappelle because I'd have to, somebody would have to make me laugh. A little bit serious of, a little little relief while you're on this Yeah, trip, I feel like there'd be so much anxiety or something. I need somebody just to take a little bit of pressure off. And the jokes he would come back with. <laughs> Be out of this world, literally. <laughs> John, for you? No, you know, I think you guys hit it, man. Just, just kind of a hodgepodge. I think Bill Nye, definitely, man, top, top one. Mm-hmm. So look, Neil deGrasse Tyson for sure. I like Bill Nye. I'm taking Bill Nye from Gabe, <laughs> and then I would take um, Rocket from the Guardians of the Galaxy. But no, you want a raccoon? Hey, smart, shit? smart to figure out how to survive. I watch enough movies to know that shit. I mean, okay. I love him too, but you know, I don't want no rat on my shit. <laughs> He's smart. <laughs> With an anger, temperament, and a gun. Don't give up. Hey, if I get into trouble, I know he can save us. And he th- always thinks he's the captain of the ship. No. Don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm going to roast his ass over a fire. <laughs> so those two, and then mm-hmm. I think, I don't know who the last two would be. be. I would take probably Abraham Lincoln. Okay. What? Yeah. Hey, hey honest Abe? Honest Abe, I would say. Can, I'm gonna switch out and then one person if you don't mind. I'm gonna instead of Charlemagne, I'm gonna take Mike Tyson. Oh, okay, okay. I like that. There you go. And no, then, no disrespect, Charlemagne. Man, he no. better not get pissed off by any of your other passengers. <laughs> I heard he's actually there. He might be the first tripolar person on Earth. Tri-polar? They believe he's tripolar. No shit. Now, yeah, what does they, that mean? There's bipolar disorder. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> so that's two people. Bipolar is two people, but. Try is just like Yeah because they were Trying to like Diagnose him And like he had Like weird levels Beyond a bipolar So they diagnosed him As tripolar Tripolar But to mind you To his story (laughs) like That's why they're gonna They're making this movie still With uh, Jamie Foxx being Oh yeah yeah Mike Tyson But uh, his story Is really incredible though Cause He basically was like When he was a kid He was kinda like Molded and Conditioned by this Fellow he thought was like good to him But he kind of like messed him up in the head mm. Made him think like he's not a real person Basically like if you listen to his podcast He'll explain his like story But basically he just erased His whole thought process and made him believe something else That he's not And that's why he's like the best fighter Like He's really like Like conditioned or like He's an insane person but all the Brilliant people are kind of like somewhat insane You know mm-hmm. what I mean so, I wonder if those were ever his goals and become a great boxer, if those goals were set upon him to like, like his structure, you know what I mean? Yeah. So his like leader or whoever he was following made it like, this is your mission. Right. 
That was his only goal, just to, like, be the best boxer ever. This is going to, like, goals, you know what I mean? That's, like, probably his personal goal to be, like, the best at his sport. For right. you guys, what are some goals you have in mind? For, like, what, the next year or the next, like, five years? Because I try to plan out, like, five. So you do the five? I try to. Just five years, try to get, like, some framework of give me personally some sense of direction. Okay. So when, in five years, you'll be how old? In five years, I will be Sheesh. 34 years old. Ooh. And doing what? What do you think? My goal is to have my real estate license and be practicing real estate license for about three to four years at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. Um, part-time, I, I still want to keep my day job. Just uh, I, I feel like if I start off part-time, it will give me more time to really immerse myself and get better. Mm-hmm. So, and then it will help me start planning into getting investment properties. So you're really slowing down to try to like... Yes, just to, just so I don't lose myself in the moment and just so I can keep that balance. Mm-hmm. Oh. And would you also do, because you mentioned before with your truck, you bought a yes, truck. Yes, I would do. I would still do plowing in the wintertime. So plowing in the wintertime. Yes. Okay. That's good, good, good money hustle right there. Mm-hmm. John, for you? Um, you know, so we had Danny on last year, and yeah. he he mentioned quarter goals or quarter thoughts or quarter uh, checkups. Mm-hmm. And then, like Pete last week said, you know, kind of half a year. You know, you, you you've done a half a year now. Like, what what have you done this this past year? What do you want to accomplish for the rest of it? And I think that's not bad. I mean, going five years is fine, and I think even you know going three months is fine. However, you however really anyone decides, um, it's kind of based on your what's going on in your life yeah. and. Like for me, I've, if I've said this four times, five times on the podcast, I apologize. But of course, I'm going for my master's right now, and I'm almost halfway done. So you're going to receive your master's. Yeah, I'm gonna earn it. Earn it. Like said this last episode, if you replace one word for another, mm-hmm. it actually projects Big itself. Big difference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you will see uh-huh. your master's, and then yep. So I'm gonna get that. Um, that'll be in the start of 2023, and just kind of. At that point, it's going to be a, a pivot for me. I'm going to figure out at that point what I'm going to do with my career and mm-hmm. in public service. If there's something available for me right there and then and there, it's going to it's going to rear its head right there. So I got to make sure I'm ready to take that. Yeah. Um, as far as any other goals, personal wise, just bettering myself, making sure that I'm mentally prepared for that, and and just in general, just for the next couple of years being. You know, almost thirty, and I'm trying to you know start my you know do my threshold yeah, of life. Man. Yeah, man, reach age of thirty. Mm-hmm. So, so just stuff like that, man. Okay, Gabe, for you, what's something like some goals you're working on? Um, I like what uh, John said about the six month to you know three or whatever it is, six to nine in that gap frame to mm-hmm. kind of evaluate what you've done within the year and half a year and everything. Mm-hmm. And I kind of do that in a sense, but not to like a full degree. But at the same time, what Jacob said with the five year, I definitely have some goals that I do want to accomplish within the next five years. Mm-hmm. And like John said, I've said I want to get a house, you know. So I think within the next five years that if I put myself in this position to do all this, then I could be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I want to get done with my car in the next five years. Like pay it off? Or? Yeah, even okay. though even though like I sh- it should be almost done in the next five years, but I want to get it done probably before that. So sooner, okay. right? You know, um, and just kind of just knocking little things out the way. You know. So, question: Do you think that you're ready for that new space of having a home, or you just gonna let experience kind of like teach you as you go? Well, I moved out already. Um, okay. So I've that was already, the first threshold. Yeah, yeah. I had experience like living with somebody else already. I mean. I would be doing that again, but I, I, if I had to do it on my own, I I probably prefer that just because then I have my own. Yeah, my, you, it's, it's you earn everything yours. in this yeah, space. You know though. what I mean? Yeah. So I rather definitely just be one with my own home, and because I I mean I work too much already, so it's like I'm not gonna be there like, yeah, relaxing and you know what I mean. It's just gonna be for me my my peace and you know what I mean mm-hmm. to kind of just go to somewhere that's not hearing any noise. I just go in there and I just sleep really. You shut out the noise and you just. Meditative in your own mm-hmm. yeah, bubble, mm-hmm. though. So. But then I gotta buy all the furniture. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying. Them. Yeah, the fixing. But you could live be a minimalist. A, yeah. yeah, a minimalist. They literally just have like the basics in their home. Mm-hmm. Some do it to like a. A lot of them are really wealthy because they don't really have to spend right, right on the right. 
aesthetics of oh I need a I need a drape I need yeah no, certain I, need carpet, pic- like, I need pictures you need like I need a TV this. the TV stand yeah. a couch maybe a recliner mm-hmm. and that's you know they got like one set of dishes like one right. cup two yeah. cups yeah, like exactly. two forks like mm-hmm. you ain't, yeah. this is where I sleep this is where I, I don't like eating I metal I don't like eating with metal anyway so yep. I like I would prefer plastic already so and that's half the dishes right there that's the first yeah. time I've ever heard somebody say I that. just don't like the way it feels on my cheese either. It's kind of weird, like, and, and it has its own taste too. Especially eating hot ass food, like you kind of taste the metal. Hmm. Nobody ever thought of that though. Hey, I mean, no, people just for, like, just, uh, you know, I always think about when I'm at a, like a restaurant eating, eating off a fork. I'm like, oh god, how many people have used this fork? Exactly. Just gonna pull up. Like, All right, I got my own shit. It's, it's different yeah. when it's yours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at your house, but man, I'm gonna use this fork. Maybe like you said. Right. Five or six yeah. times or something, but going out to eat is definitely to make different. You require plastic silverware. See, that's good. <laughs> we're, la- we're raising the level of awareness of when you go out, start bringing your own stuff because you never know how they wash dishes. Right. That shit could be on the dishes. floor underneath the booth for two months. Oh, yeah. shit. Hey, facts. Coming to you soon. I owe you plasticware. I mean, <laughs> take it to the restaurant with you. Stop. <laughs> but that, that's a goal, though. So you, you'll definitely get there, though, Gabe. Just stay consistent. Stay consistent. And. and just going off of what everybody was saying about like reviewing your shit, like I think I didn't even do that. Like you're 25, I was nowhere. I'm not. I don't do it right now, but I'm trying to get into that mode because mm-hmm. I feel that you need a review because you need to stop and pause. And I don't think I've done that. And, and if you're, you know, you're, if you're doing it now, you're you're ahead of the game. So just right. stop, pause, breathe. I mean, but like, that's the goal. you have your own house. You have your own house. You have your own house. I mean, you basically have your own house. You know what I mean? So it's just like. Mm-hmm. Being able to put myself in three years and be y'all age then, and if I own my own house, I feel like I'm right on par with you know doing they, the right shit. You know, you know what they what I mean? say: you hang around four billionaires, you'll be yeah, the fifth one. Exactly. If you hang around four people that are homeowners, you'll mm-hmm. be the fifth one. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to. That's why I say this is all like a simulation. You can create your own reality if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. But no, this is go back to goals, though. Clifton, for you, where are some goals? I got something to show yeah. y'all relating back to space after I do this, but um. For me, personal goals is just to make sure that my son's ahead of the game because, I mean, right now I think he is, but I got to get potty training and stuff like that. So just focusing on fatherhood really hard. Mm-hmm. I've said it on a podcast plenty of times that my own uh, business, I actually decided what I'm going to go with is going to be um, Illuminative Vision Enterprise because the lady I'm going to sit down with, I'm going to ask her if I can uh, start branches of companies under mine so that way I don't have to keep opening up LLCs or stuff like that. I can just do branches of business underneath one business and it might be you know bigger taxes and stuff like that but i'm not trying to you know always apply for llc llc no you can do yeah yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i just want to do branches of business under one business so i'm going to look into that um and outside of that just i don't know just keep my mind open i don't know ideas are flying at me 100 miles per minute every day Mm -hmm. i usually express them with jacob or one of you in the group or somebody within my circle so i'm just keeping my ideas flowing because with uh, what you guys were just elaborate elaborating on, when I start my enterprise, I'm gonna have to definitely do uh, quarter reviews, and maybe even weekly reviews because I'm gonna be my own accountant for the first two years. I know I probably should get one, but I'm gonna learn how to do my own books so that way when I do go out and get one, I'm kind of like on the same level or same game as them. They'll have more tricks to the trade than me, but mm-hmm. I'll know at least how to keep up with my money. I know what's coming in. I know what's going out and shit like that because I ain't, you know, anytime you bring in a second or third party when it comes to money, things can always get a little murky. So, so if you're all your own boss, you kind of see what's mm-hmm. just having a, how do I say a CEO shark tank type of mindset, just knowing like, you know, with me going into business, it's a dog eat dog world. And I got to understand, I got to be the dick, biggest dog in my yard and I'm mm-hmm. establishing my own. And if I'm going to invite another dog, AKA an accountant or business buddy, I got to let them know this is my territory. We work together, but you're not pissing in my area. And I watch everything that goes on around here. So mm-hmm. get off my lawn. Pretty much. Well, no, you you allowed on my lawn. Just don't shit on my lawn. You got your own yard. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's about it. So just staying on top of my game, staying mentally sharp, making sure my children, all three of them, not just, you know, my son, all three of my sons are on top of their game, helping them grow. And I can't wait to show them the ins and outs of business because I know when I, dive deep into it it's going to take up a lot of my home time and it's going to be away from them but i'm going to get them um interactive with me i'm not going to just shut them out and say hey get out of my face i'm doing this i'm going to show them everything hmm. to piggyback off that real quick here we go i read something the other day while parker was in the can kitchen. you get off my back i'm tired of you piggybacking <laughs> cedar point my shit hurts man cedar point is investing into a e-gaming 
facility like $28 million. I've seen that. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I looked at Parker. I said, look, we going to be in the lab, son. I said, we got to start training. Shanta looked at me like, no. I'm like, no, for Park. real. That's the way of the world, man. That's, 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 Park. that's what's happening. Game. Two, at least two hours a day. So you gonna the boys and girls clubs having a thing now? They they, right. just, they just made a, a studio at the um, is well, it Clinton Avenue? One on Clinton Avenue. Yeah, yep. they mm-hmm. they put like a lot of money into that um facility. So hey, for, so, there's so much you can do with that space over just there, man. Hear me out. You just like really gave me a glimpse into the future because I can see this. Just imagine when we go to Cedar Point in the future and our kids are grown, we're gonna still go for the thrill of the rides. Like, man. My stepson was horrified. I got him on one, but man, he was just because he watches videos of people, you know, dying on these and shit. He like, <laughs> kind of downloaded fear into his brain. Like when we went to Cedar Point, it was excitement. Mm-hmm. He sees death and fear everywhere, so it's just weird. But with Jacob saying with that VR stuff, like they already have like you know VR simulations. Can you imagine going there as an uh, older adult and watching young kids walk into a building where they're just putting on headsets and virtually riding rides, no lines, and they're just standing there all day? Just doing like weird shit and like there's gonna be no lines eventually. That sounds so scary. It sounds scary, but it's gonna be the future because some people ain't gonna be about getting on the actual ride, but they'll go there, put on a headset to be in it to to experience it. If Parker ever tells me that shit, I'm like, no, you're not coming. Literally, my (laughs) oldest stepson almost he acted like he was about to faint, but he was over here, (gasps) snot nose running. He was like, "I hate you, I love you. Don't put me on this ride, bro." I put him on the ride. He got off, and he was so thankful. I I would be mad at you too. You waking people up with water and shit, bro. That literally was the funniest, bro. Oh, it was fish too, out of water. (laughs) That was asshole. It wasn't an asshole move. I look at the. We had a great day, obviously, and just later on in that night. They thought I was playing. They were slap happy. I was like, y'all getting on my nerves. I'm about to pour some water on y'all to wake y'all up because y'all just y'all just doing too much. So they were like, ha, 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 pointing at me, making fun of me. I'm like, all right, but, all right. Woke up. The little one woke me up, Jackson. I was like, you know what? Let's go get some cereal. I seen they were still slumped. Jace had his eyes halfway open. The shit scared me. I was like, you know what? I got something for your ass. I got the water. And y'all seen, you seen how I was dumping on him? He was like, he was eating that shit. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, he probably thought he was underwater all time. Jake, is this Jacob? What he sleeps? Oh, My nephew know. wasn't on it though. Then as soon as that shit touched him, he woke up <laughs> like <laughs> um, Money Mike off of a Friday after next. He was like, "Did you pee on me?" Just like, <laughs> 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 so, no, it's just crazy to let you say the whole like Cedar Point VR thing because it's almost like we no longer have to find the experience. The experience is coming to us mm-hmm. without us having to move. Like right now, we can just put on the VR set and just. Going to a different reality, mm-hmm. which is kind of scary in a sense because it's like you're taking the joy out of just being a human. But it, I mean, people have their own enjoyable experiences, so I guess that is one. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a mind experience in a way. It's yeah. an, instead of a physical experience. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm more into the physical. I want mm-hmm. to go see and touch and like mm-hmm. be a part of that present moment in space. So that's one of my goals for the next five years: just to be more present everywhere I go, not so like VR and. In my phone right. He wouldn't even get Shot down the water tube Tried to take him To the water park The next day We got all through the line That shot down so The water fun. tubes You got shot down one? Oh my god It's scary at first Cause like On oh, the floor you you oh, you don't yeah. oh no I've not, I've not been on one of those Bro no. You got to It's worth it Man we got all the way To the front of the line And what we even found out which one was the shortest one so he can get off within a minute and a half. Yeah. And when it came time to climb it in, because the dude feel coughing, like, because you got to cross your feet, lean <laughs> back, cross your arms. arms, and then, like, they close the th- gate over you. And when he said he seen screws, he was like, <laughs> Cliff, he was like, I seen screws on the floor. He was like, I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Because it was just because the, there's the, the floor, the latch yes. underneath you, and there's screws and shit, and, like, it's there so you can stand, and then they release it. So, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's basically like a little pin they pull and or, or whatever it is, and then like a it just drops, and then you just take all. Like, oh, and you do have that drop feeling. It feels like you really about to drop to the ground, but then like the slide catches you, and it's just so much fun after that. Yo, shit, slide. Yeah, See, I've never done anything like that either. Mm-mm. Would you, you though? Do something. Like I, oh yeah, hundred percent. Y'all know me, John. You're more. You're starting to adventure more now, which mm-hmm. is wonderful. So yeah, yeah. Something. I gotta go. I gotta go there before. I gotta pass. I just haven't gone yet. You know what I want to do? There's that one big slide. In like Columbus, and you like yeah. you fly like twenty feet. And you fly off it. Yes, oh, I would do that with yeah. you when I, you go. I sure. swear to God, oh, man. let's you do. You like it. you're like you're like I want to say probably like forty, maybe fifty feet in the air. You slide down, and when you slide all the way down, you probably jump to like a Olympic size pool. Yeah, 
And so basically, you almost go like, yeah, it's a giant slide, and there's like different levels to it too. Mm-hmm. So like, I'll go probably to the highest. I would one, go to the highest. And one, you just 100%. go, and it's like you could like do backflips. You could do it. I mean, oh, if you could think you could do that shit midair like that. I'm gonna go try ahead. to do like on some Simone Biles shit, like three backflips in a row, and try yeah. to. Like, <laughs> I might don't talk swan dive perfectly into the water. Shit, I'm a belly flop. Oh, I'm gonna commit a chilly rainbow if it's that high. Y'all. Not a chilly rainbow. <laughs> Not a chilly rainbow. What the hell's a chilly rainbow? <laughs> Just don't be underneath. <laughs> no, there's nothing magical at the end of the rainbow, bro. You don't want that one. Oh, it is magical, but it don't smell nice. <laughs> oh, so related to that whole, you know, have we been to space or not? Um, some older cultures and religions, like the Hebrew and Israelites, believe in like some believe in flat Earth and stuff like that. I don't know where people lie on that, but in their older uh, tales and stuff like that. There's a, they believe, and this is why I believe we've reached like that atmosphere you're talking about, but we haven't broke through that layer because they also believe in layers. And now this isn't an accurate description of what it's like, but to me, I can kind of get an idea of what it may be like here. You can pass it around, but like, I think we've reached that first layer where like you see the yes, stars. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. And then like, there's that layer that we can't break through and there's something past that or maybe kind of like the depths of the ocean maybe there's just some type of uh pressure up there that we haven't found out how to deal with hmm. see i think when people view this you have to have more of a like you do have to research this as well but the analogy and concept behind it is really like i feel like it's spot on because it's like us as beings only go so far that's why i said i think we had this conversation in the garage uh, just to go back to like Neanderthals, their brain structure and size versus ours is like two totally different, mm-hmm. and they're still trying to like understand how complex the brain is. Mm-hmm. But just the amount of information for them to create what they created, and we still use it now, is like I don't so believe, profound, though. I right. don't believe we use all of our minds. And again, in that picture is symbolic. It's not like there's actually water up there and right, shit like right. that because we would see it. But yeah, kind of like a, just a field of energy or force. Mm-hmm. And that's what they believe in. And like, once you like, for instance, like we can maybe reach the black part that we see physically, but what if there's a barrier above that black that we don't know of? Mm-hmm. And maybe mm-hmm. that's the deep space that, you know, Bezos and Elon Musk is trying to get to Yeah. at some point. I feel like all that comes with the sacrifice, though. He said the force, like it was a Star oh, yeah, Wars so You got to sacrifice human life. Because you don't think there was explore sp- shit. Star Wars is so know. profound because of the messaging and content. It holds with inside Star Star Trek or Star whatever, Star Wars. You know what I mean? That's why people love it so much. Like, so fucking great movie, all of them. That's kind of trippy, but it low key mm-hmm. makes sense. The only thing I don't really understand is what does it mean by like heaven is in bottom left. You know what I mean? Oh, the foundations of heaven, right? And that's why I say it's like flat Earth. They believe like you know back then we were blocked in. The Earth was flat. There's okay. like if you went to the edges of the Earth, you would see nothing but mountains, and those mountains are like the pillars of heaven and stuff okay, like that. Okay. So, and you can't even go past the pillars of heaven because there's nothing past that. So mm. it's weird. And even like, can I can I go in this space if we're going to talk about like just out of the box? questions and it, shit. This, this part right here is rapid fire. We don't believe in this. It's just yeah. theories. This is theory. trying to So think. the concept of uh, some people heaven or hell, that type of deal. Is it like an actual place or is it like what is that reality? So within my research I've been doing it's like more of a state of mind that you're in. I don't mm-hmm. know if people ever heard that like say that to you or anything like that but like I guess it's more faith bound like what do you believe in individually as a person? So, like, some people can convince you to the world, like, oh, when you die, this is where you go. You know what I mean? That's just, like, a thought that I had to, like, mm-hmm. well, get out. There's so. even, like, a faith. There's a faith that believes that this is hell. Like, living is hell. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, okay, well, I forgot that's, the name of that one. That's Jehovah right, Witness. Though. That's Jehovah Witness? Yeah. Wow. They, they, I, that's what I believe. I believe so. That's... No, I never knew that. Jacob, mm-hmm. you look like you're, like... My per- I'm, perspective is everything. Yeah. I, like, the whole heaven, hell, like... I grew up in Catholic Church, so that's what my base thoughts are in. But as I've gotten over older and just like realize how the world is and how many different religions there are and how many pieces of the pie that there are, mm-hmm. no one thing is right there. So you can have opinions about all of it. Like I, at the end of the day, I believe that we just we have a higher power. There is a higher power, and when we pro- when we die. It's just our spirit. Like, it just goes somewhere. I don't have the answer where. Mm-hmm. It just goes somewhere. Maybe, maybe maybe, you do go into an animal. Maybe, you know, you do get reincarnated. Maybe you do go, you know, to heaven or, or hell or 
some purgatory or something, you know, but I, I would say I would agree with you. It's more energy based. Yeah, Cause it's I was going to say, can we all agree? We believe in science, right? Yeah. Are you, can we, we all disagree the, that we say the, we believe in energy? I was going to say, do we believe in the definition? Energy is never created nor destroyed, right? That's what we learned growing up all throughout science. So that's the fact. That's why I do believe in either reincarnation or some form of a transfer of energy, because that was another question that my friend James, who came over and asked, like, what was the meaning of life and what happens to us after we die and stuff? And I was like, you have to understand, like, you know, there's again many forms of reincarnation this that and the third and we're just energy like you know our mind is a separate energy from our body's energy because this energy is going to be repaid back to the earth it's going to ferment there it's going to help the grass grow do what it do stuff like that Mm -hmm. but as far as like our consciousness conscience energy what happens to it that's i think the science that we're trying to find out where does that specific energy go because we know where the body goes Mm -hmm. you know and uh, i think um a YouTube clip, y'all. Like it's two hours long. I've gotten halfway through, and I'm gonna watch the other half. But it's a uh, Jordan Peterson versus Sam something. They're both top psychologists, and they were getting down just to the center of is religion necessary or not, or why did was it even about? Sam is arguing kind of like against, and he thinks it's like kind of bad for humans. And Jordan Peterson is in favor of it, and like not in re- favor of religion, but just like the story tales and how they're kind of like key to human element. And that's why we've mm-hmm. had them for so long. Cause they're kind of like guidelines and it helps us. So that's really the uh, spark of their debate. Like how key essential is religion or storytelling is to human factors, elements in life and so on and so forth. Because Sam believes in, we should be grounded in factual stuff and science and shit, not in religions and stories. Like, you know, if humans did that, we'd be more beneficial. It's really an interesting conversation hmm. and topic. You look it up on YouTube. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, me, you, me and Clifton actually, like, we've shared those videos back and forth just to have that perspective of, like, okay, because we had this conversation earlier. Our ability to create our own ideas, our, our A idea, like, where do our ideas really come from? We just sit there and it just, like, floats somewhere in your brain, like, oh, Think about this and say it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So, like for you guys, what do your what do you find your ideas or just to do something different or create? Uh, you just know, me personally, like reading. Um, like for example, I seen a car wash for sale, so I just was like, well, how much that, how much do you make from doing something like that, or running something like that? Mm-hmm. Then what are the responsibilities? Then I find out that there's an association of national car wash people. Um. So just learning, like doing even little rabbit hole researches by myself, you like just learn a bunch of random nonsense, but could help you mm-hmm. and drive you to do something. Ideally, we all have it, interests that like right. you seek more information about if you're really interested. in mm-hmm. them. Right. It, it's almost like in, in I think to kind of relate to what you're saying, I'm more like an observer. So I like to observe processes and I like to understand the process and like. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with it right now? Like mm-hmm. I, I don't. I hate to say like what's wrong with it, but like that's normally either either it's working very well and it and it can show that it's working very well, or it's working very badly. And it's like yeah. okay, well, what can I do to improve that? Because I know this is wrong with it. So if I can fix this or find out what's making this, you know, th- that's kind of how my mind yeah. works. Like everything comes with a level of progression as you're creating it. Like right now, we're about to create our LLC for our it's on us podcast, but we see that. Things are going to need to like be critiqued and upgraded throughout that space. So. That boy was thirsty. Yeah, I was, man. I'm sorry. Are oh, you good though? Yeah. But I mean, I respect that, John. You're an observer who kind of applies science because I was, I taught my kids science is a uh, science is fact until proven different. Like you mm-hmm. know, it's factual shit until proven different. Fire is hot until proven different. You know, so on and so forth. So the fact that you can look at something and say this science works. Or this science needs to be enhanced, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. simply. And I can respect that because I'm kind of the same. But I'm also, um, I'm that and I think I'm a chain reaction thinker. So it depends on what's in front of me, what's catching my eye. Because I also, because I don't know if a lot of people know this. Um, some people have internal monologues. Some people don't. So I like to take in a lot of the stuff I observed or like maybe what's making my brain go. I'll give myself 10 minutes and whatever I find the most important is usually what I concentrate on and what I try to build on. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. because I, I wonder how people who don't have an internal monologue actually come up with ideas yeah. and how do they uh, that's, execute That's what them. I was saying. Though, like people who don't have like where do their ideas come from? If yeah. you're just in this one 
how would you describe almost it? Almost like almost like living in the moment with no always because yeah, I've yeah. watched yeah. videos of people who don't have an internal monologue. They say they can't talk to themselves in their head in the moment. Like they get a word in their head, it comes out their mouth. They're not allowed to really retain information to themselves. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is a weird way of living. And to me, almost a uh, kind of like a bad thing to a fault because it's like you know if you needed to keep something close to the vest you couldn't even on your worst day that's like probably like the worst person to tell a secret to you know what i mean because if they think of your secret at the wrong time around the wrong person Mm -hmm. their mind is just gonna oh i wasn't supposed to say that and it's like (laughs) it would just spew out (laughs) so a quick psa if any of our listeners know somebody that doesn't have an internal dialogue monologue monologue monologue, i'm sorry send them our way you know, I would like to talk to that I, We would sure. like to have them on the That'd show. That'd be a great conversation. Cause to like, see, you know, just to actually have it, you know, have a person in front of us that actually has that doesn't have that. So would you say a person who, I got, I'll do more research on this as well, but right. like who has Tourette's ideally could have a layer of like that internal monologue? Yeah, you say? Cause I can see They that. can't contain we certain research words. That and, more. Yeah. You know, so I'll, I'll do more research on that, but that's the... And I'm not trying to be stereotypical. I think other people who fall in that line are like, you know, some of the loud women sometimes would be like, I am who I am and this is who I am. And if you don't like me who I am, da, 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 and they're just like always out loud and Period. in your face. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have an internal monologue. They mm-hmm. really saying what's on their mind. And it's a take it or leave it situation. Take me or go. And I'm going. I'm sorry. I can't deal with it. Love y'all, so, though. I'm not discriminating. So, Cliff, earlier this week in our meeting, you um, proposed a very nice question. That usually ties into your gem of the week. So, um, would you mind reading that question? Oh, okay. Um, because I want to see where our audience mind is at, and I want to see where y'all mind is at. Would you rather have a million dollars or a hundred favors? And the reason why I ask that is because we live in a society where I don't really believe. Uh, I don't believe a lot of people really realize uh, the true value of a favor. You know what I mean? Because I think we take favors for granted. Because, for instance, I feel like. Nowadays, especially with the younger generation, when they ask a favor, they feel more entitled to it. So it's not really them asking a favor. It's, hey, are you going to do this for me? But they're just saying it in a nice way. So that's their version of a favor versus like, hey, can I borrow $60? That's a favor. I'm not telling you to give me $60. I'm legit asking because I know that's going to get me ahead. I'll be all right when the favor's done and I can get so you back. So are these favors like paid back or are they just like freely given out like a good deed? You would right. say. Right. I feel like it depends on the favor. Because, yeah. like, y- y- y'all heard my first two favors off rip. Boom. Can't do right. that, Gabe. Can't ask for more. <laughs> no. No. Can't ask for more favors. But the favors that I'm asking about is like, you know, use these favors to pretty much get ahead in your life. Like, Gabe, I liked yep. your first two examples. You want to, you know, well, you would love to ask Jeff Bezos, can I be your apprentice? And pretty much ask somebody else, can you send me back to school? Mm-hmm. Those are valuable, high value favors that, you know, are irreplaceable and that then can in go. time I know I can do this to, for somebody else and you will make way more than a million dollars in the long run based off but we don't, okay, we don't want to project what we think mm-hmm. what do you guys think our mm-hmm. audience if you can right. respond to this yep. Jacob for you which one you picking um probably I think million dollars okay because I don't like asking people for stuff hmm Okay. That's fair. I, you, there's a lot of people like that. I, I just don't, don't ask like. People, I though. just there's some situations though to where I, like I can and it would help me, mm-hmm. but maybe it's a pride thing. Mm-hmm. To where I don't, you know, it's just it is what it is, you know. I'll uh, and if I have a million dollars, I know I can invest that in myself or in other people to help me build a system uh, to help me obtain generational wealth and help spread that wealth. Okay. So I, I just feel like. I think that maybe the independence in me too, to like no, I don't want to rely on other people. I just want to do it myself. You're not wrong for that stance mm-hmm. though, because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other people that can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely, Stay I agree. I, I agree with you. I, I would take the million dollars. I would, I would say that I can make a million dollars shake into something way more. We're gonna bust it down. Yeah, make shake. Time. shake. John's a realist, bro. Okay, <laughs> he's about that. Action. About yeah. that. Uh, John no. is about that. Action. I, I would say you know favors are good, but like I think Jacob, I. Just personally, you know, talking from my perspective, I don't like people asking people for favors, and I hate being indebted to somebody. I just like as soon as I owe somebody, or as soon as I'm like, let me just pay you back right now because I don't like. Because if like we go out to eat or we go and do something, and and someone buys something for me, it's just like, okay, now I, now I owe you back. Mm. You know, it's just like like an like almost like a pride thing. It's like I don't want to be indebted to you. Um, because I I've, I've had it in the past where someone has brought up 
that they've done me a favor and they would not let me live it down. And mm-hmm. then to this day, like, so, like certain things, it's like that was a, that, that was people. a favor with intention behind it. Like mm-hmm. it was not a good like faith. Right. Like, oh, right. I'm doing this, but no, you owe me. In right. some spaces, yeah, I don't like people who do that. Pretty Man, much, who do the favor pretty much to be mm-hmm. in a power Out of spite position almost. over you. Mm-hmm. Spiteful favors, yeah. Yeah. So no, I, I would do the million dollars and and hopefully that can I can provide with it to my family and for like Jacob said for other people. Hmm. All right. So. so Oh, okay. I want to add something real quick with the favors. I've done a lot of favors for people. I've been mm-hmm. pe- people even told me you're you're usually the first person I call. I I like that, but at the same time it's like it's it tiring after a while. See, first so Be- even being those reliable. favors are like you're taking my kindness out of faith because you extent, know I'm yes. going to be there to give you yes, a ride. So that's yes, why you're calling me yes. for a ride. So now, granted, high it doesn't school. happen. Mm-hmm. To <laughs> yeah, some to a certain extent in high school, even when I was a young adult, you know. I would have people just always, hey, can you give me a ride? And be like, I used to tell sure. you about that. Like, bro, some of these people are like oh, using yeah. you for I, a ride. And to a certain extent, I knew that. But then it's like, what it is what it is. But as I got older, it's like, I guess I started to like, like really realize, like, why you always ask me for a ride? And how many people stop fucking with you after you asking that question? <laughs> Sheesh. Yep. Got real small. So my grandma used to tell me this all the time back in the day. She said, uh. If uh, somebody owes you money, you'll never be broke. I'm like, you're right, but they need to pay that shit back. That's what a favor basically is. But I don't mind a favor. I'll feel like a mafia boss. Like, oh, I got a favor. Right, Don Corleone. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'll make this transition. But this is a recap of what Clifton was saying, too. Like, the high-value favors, mm-hmm. I'm taking those because that oh, yeah. didn't need more advancement. Like, a million dollars, that comes and goes. But that favor that could advance me intellectually or just physically somewhere, oh, I'm going to take that. Right, because if I could ask a favor just to sit me in a room filled with billionaires, I don't need nothing from them. Just sit me in a room with them so I can hear them talk. Mm-hmm. Unbiasedly, don't try to be biased and like try to withhold information. I want to be a fly on the wall, and I want to see how y'all communicate and yeah. talk and move money. Mm-hmm. So, Do you think that your um, personality trait, like if you're um, an introvert or an extrovert, could also sway your, your uh, you know, well, basically if I'm an introvert and I don't want to, Ask people like ask people for money or or even just communicate. It's like oh, I'll just take the million dollars. See, mm-hmm. that's funny to me because I like talking to people. I like having conversations. Mm-hmm. You you would think that you would say, yeah, I'll do the favor because right. I like I, I want to meet new people. Like right, you guys said, I want to meet new people and do you know new me things. Very well, I'm pretty sure you guys are probably surprised I said the million because I'm not a money person usually. No, but I mean, so but if you really dumb it down and think about it, there's no bad way of either answer because. Nope. Most people with similar mindsets like us, either favor or money, we're doing something to build something upon something and building structure to improve ourselves. I, it just all goes back to people's interests and intentions behind what they're mm-hmm. doing. So, right. I mean, like I said, I'm doing the favor ones because I know, yeah, we all owe each other something. It's on us. That's subliminal. But right. um, <laughs> yeah, we basically like I will use my favors with intention behind each one I do. And then I know one's going to pay for the other one, and this is going to be that type of transaction. So Heard that, and I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I completely agree with y'all 100% as far as, like, you know, mm-hmm. the pride and everything. And as I've gotten older, I've actually gotten out of that because it's like, you know, pride can be there. It can hinder you in a way, you know yeah. what I mean, to mm-hmm. where it closes certain doors because you – will not ask the next person and again i mm-hmm. do not like asking people for stuff but if i had a hundred favors i'm going to make sure they're all high value favors for instance if somebody can fly me out to a summit somewhere where again there's plenty of people exchanging ideas and they're willing to do that as a favor no you know strings attached hell yes mm-hmm. i'm taking it because the knowledge i can take to the bank is just worth more than a million dollars because i know w- within those hundred favors i'm going to take in so much i'm going to make a hundred times that million i would have took up front Mm-hmm. So best believe I'm flipping them favors. No, I'm, I'm with you, Cliff. So, so yeah. Yeah, I think it just depends. Because <clears throat> honestly, like, like you, like John and Jacob said, you don't like asking people for shit. I don't like asking people for shit either. But I, I know that I've seen people ask the dumbest shit nowadays. Even this is like really, I've seen people. Can you ask? They ask somebody famous. Can you send me to college? And they'll do it. And that's all it really takes is just one simple question that's to kind of change your life. I mean, and you got to do it a hundred times over. I mean, I I feel like a million dollars is gonna go not as far as what a hundred favors will. Yeah. All right, and we gotta 
and it, and it's again nothing towards your opinion. We all understand that in this world we can't get through it alone either. Right. You know what I mean? It because takes, somebody has to be there before you for you to understand how to do it. And, and if you're about, the first one there, then you're probably not alone. And it's not if about that what sense. you know; it's about who you know. And you That's can know true. a lot of people through favors. Well, and you can also look at it like this: like two ways. In a business mind, you could be like, "I'm going to take the million dollars," but in a personal mindset, you could be like, "I'm going to take the favors." Uh, True, no, because in a business sense, I can make sure you do me but, a favor, no, so I'm that way a certain some IPO launch can goes look right or anything. That way, no, yeah. I, no, I'm just saying some people can look at it the opposite way. True, true. That's all. I guess that would separate um, <clears throat> a lot of like people's businesses. Mm-hmm. Right, it kind of separates a lot though. Like if you think that like, oh, this money's gonna monetarily move me, versus and these favors could advance me to certain spaces. It goes back to what we talked about earlier, like just that one. Decision that one moment in time to where you choose your right hand to start doing something. Yeah, that ripple effect. So in this simulation that we're in, we could pretty much just, uh, <laughs> create whatever we want. Like I said before, so there you go. Cliff, can you create a jump for us? Mm-hmm. I can create two of them because I oh. again, just like last week, I. So I do you one better, better, Bucko. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's by Coco Chanel and Pablo Picasso. I'll let you, Jacob, guess. Who said what? This would be a fun little game. Oh, okay. <laughs> we should start doing that. Who said what? To, okay. to okay. see if you catch it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it'll be for Glizzy. Test his knowledge. He'll keep his education up since he got to skate through OGTs. Oh, just break the TV. <laughs> so, first one. Success is most often achieved by those who don't know know that failure is inevitable. And who do I got to choose from? It's Coco Chanel and Pablo Picasso. So, I'll read the first one again, okay. and then I'm going to do the second one, and you tell me who goes to what. Success is most often achieved by those who don't know that failure is an inevitable. And then the second one is inspiration exists, but it must find you working. Um, Picasso said the first one. Coco said the second one. Swap them. Damn. I knew it. I knew. It. <laughs> I knew it. I, Pablo had to be second. I was like, that sounds like some. Pablo is. Ain't it? Yeah. Short, oh, well. sweet, simple. Yep. Pablo, baby. <laughs> All right, Jacob, take us out of this uh, simulation that we're in. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Hope everybody enjoyed the episode. Until next time. It's on. What the hell? What the? What was that? That's That's synchronized. Synchronized swimming right there, baby. You got to cut that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to IOU Podcast, where you can reach us on Spotify, Apple, Podbean, YouTube. Um, and our Gmail is IOU Podcast 440. And this has been a great episode with my boys. And stay tuned for next week. And God bless.